There is always an interesting story behind every international student. The journey into Oxford is about having done well academically at home, but it is also about desires and important decisions in one's life. One can ask many questions about someone's choice to leave one's country and start a course of study here. What were the wishes underlying coming to Oxford? What were the circumstances that came together to allow for this? What is the deep motivation to begin such a transformational experience? Who are the people involved in the desire to take this step? What is being left back at home and what is being brought to the new situation? What is the new story that is being put together and what meaning does it have for us, for our nearest and dearest and for our own future? Inevitably, the first step into Oxford, the moment of arrival, the first meeting of one's peers and of academic tutors, has a strong existential charge. This is the moment in which the hopes and expectations that have been carried meet up with the first glimpse of reality. It is perhaps fair to say that if reality responds in a welcoming way and matches in a good degree our expectations, most of us feel swept away by an excitement that can be highly energizing. This means that our anxieties or fears of starting something new become enabling rather than crippling. One feels one has the energy, the motivation and the joy to embrace immediate reality and engage fruitfully with the challenges ahead. A strong buzz of excitement can coexist with the understandable anticipatory nervousness of stepping into the unknown. However, for many international students, the great excitement is quickly met by the unexpected and the unfamiliar. The first few weeks can be as foreign as the new lodgings. Life runs its course at a bewildering speed as one is faced relentlessly by new experiences, by new people, by new images, new language, new ways of engaging with academic work, new environmental conditions, new food, new scents, new sights, etc. etc. Not only does one have to ingest huge amounts of information, but one has to respond to it. There is no place to hide. Sometimes, at this point, one discovers that learning the rules of a new social and of a new academic game, presenting oneself to others, finding a way of expressing oneself in another language, making friends and significant connections, etc., uses up more emotional resources than one ever imagined. For some, this is a push to run with it, but for many others, the sheer overload can have a confusing, blunting, and even a numbing effect, particularly if we feel that there is a mismatch between who we should be in the new environment and who we have been in the past. We might carry on, but a part of ourselves may withdraw, almost as if we had lost an important part of who we used to be, as the speed of external change is so much faster than our ability to adapt to the new situation. It is in these moments that a very understandable need to find reassuring signs of familiarity can develop. People look for recognizable signs of warmth 
by making contact with circles of the same nationality, same culture, same language, by being in touch with home, by endlessly thinking of past satisfactions, perhaps in the form of food, images, music, etc. The new climate and the new landscape sometimes encapsulate our sense of foreignness. How can it be so cold, so dark, so quiet, etc., etc.? We discover how much our sense of ourselves is so dependent on external, contextual factors that perhaps we never gave too much importance to. We discover how our personalities, inner equilibrium and peace of mind are constantly affirmed by the familiar, by what we know in people and the people we're close to, by voices, by sounds, by light, by routine, by the things we love and also by the things we avoid. Language itself can become another tricky territory to negotiate in a new country. In the stages prior to obtaining mastery over a second language, the language struggle might make us feel as if we were regressing in our development, as if we were only able to put across a much simpler or younger version of ourselves, as if we had been stripped from some of our adulthood. But even after we have passed all the proficiency tests of language learning, adapting to the new living language throws a new set of unexpected challenges. Using a foreign language confronts us with how much who we think we are and how we relate to ourselves and to others is language-based. Even when knowing the nitty-gritty of grammar, how is it that it can be so difficult to find a comfortable voice in the new language. One may ask, are communication difficulties only about language proficiency? Or is there a sense that one has to find a new person in oneself who can articulate the new idiom? A new person who can crack the code and enter a new universe? Acquiring mastery over the living language often feels like being part of an adoption process through which we have to be rehomed. It is not only the language that we have to learn, but a way of being in the new culture as a passport to feeling genuine and capable again. And what about cultural difference? Adapting to the new culture is one of the greatest challenges facing any international student. Even those who are native English speakers might feel daunted when discovering what it feels like to be out of your depth in a new culture, even if one does not have to cope with the additional barrier of language. Culture will be the arena where it will or will not be possible to find a place of comfort and strength during the initial phases of adjustment. It can become the territory of misunderstandings, disappointments and frustrations as the unspoken rules of social etiquette vary substantially in different cultures. If our culture differs greatly from the culture we're entering, we might even experience cultural shock when we find ourselves not being able to read the culture science effectively, not being able to understand the hidden rules of relating, not being able to put ourselves across as we used to, not being able to tell what is appropriate or not appropriate, 
or how close, how affectionate one can be to others without misfiring, without being misunderstood, without misunderstanding ourselves. There might be a long litany of failures to make sense of different aspects of the new culture, how and when to greet each other, how to socialize, what to expect from others, how to identify meaning and depth in other people's communications, etc., etc. Some aspects of the culture, like alcohol consumption, use of recreational drugs, sexual and gender politics, may also be extremely bewildering to us if they are not similar in our own background. Our long-held views or beliefs, political, social, religious, etc., might clash with the prevalent ideologies of our new environment, and we might feel unable to express our old convictions. Differences in ethnicity or race are also difficult to accommodate if we do not find a space in the new environment for these differences to be acknowledged, welcomed and celebrated. In our difference, we may feel invisible and lost. We might start seeing the environment as undesirable and unmanageable and lose our hope of ever finding a space of comfort for ourselves and our instinctive cultural reflexes. A sense of alienation and despair of ever being able to get a grip on the new culture and on what it offers could start escalating. A sense of being misunderstood, of being in the wrong place might start creeping up. Feelings of loneliness, homesickness and cultural shock can lead to isolation, deep unhappiness and to a general undermining of our sense of agency and of being able to break in, of being able to bring our strengths to the table and feel that we can belong. The international student, confronted by substantial change, is often taken by surprise by powerful feelings of loss. And these are followed, often, by powerful feelings of loneliness. The unpacking of one's bags, as it were, in the settling in the new environment will be considerably more difficult if, in addition, there is a sense that one is leaving unresolved problems at home. The weight on international students that have left parents or relatives in need or ill will be considerable, as the frustration of not being able to help, of not being able to provide what's needed at home, can become a big burden. Some students might experience strong guilt about not attending to their duties at home, even if they have been positively encouraged to leave and engage in studies abroad. A sense that one should be somewhere else, back in one's own country, perhaps, instead of at university abroad, might undermine one's ability to judge the situation more objectively and to make wise decisions about the best options for oneself and for one's family. Equally, the general sense of loss might reactivate deep feelings of hurt for those who have been coping with the pain of a past bereavement. Any misunderstanding or equivocation can become reminders of one's loss of confidence 
or of one's loss of a loved one. This struggle might bring about disorientation in the experience of depressive feeling. So, as we can see, the road to adjustment into getting the best of the new culture is not straightforward and can be a very bumpy ride for some. However, it can equally become one of the most enriching experiences we could ever have if we are able to go through the hoops, the uncertainties, the difficulties, the frustrations, without feeling diminished or alienated, without losing a sense of who we are, where we want to go, in what we want to achieve. It can be helpful to remind oneself of one's original wish and ambition to study abroad, but also of the real competence that allowed us to be academically successful at home and go through the hurdles of a university application process. In all this, it will be of crucial importance to reconnect with the sense of one's personal value and of the value of one's culture or past of what one brings. Perhaps the metaphor of unpacking one's suitcase may be of help in all this. Being able to open up and expose the treasured items that one has accumulated along the way. What we have packed are not objects that will hinder us. On the contrary, they have been chosen to assist us and to remind us of different aspects of our experience that have enabled our journey here. The unpacking of this suitcase, the laying out of one's room with a personal touch that affirms the value of who we are and where we want to go, can acquire the meaning of bringing together the old and the new, of being able to join up a sense of oneself and of whom one wishes to become in the new reality. If we're ready to hold on to what feels positive and resourceful from ourselves and from our past, and be proud of it, and make it visible in a way that feels comfortable, we might be better equipped to cope with change, to be open to uncertainty and make sense of the new, even though it initially looks and feels peculiar. In this way, we might feel playful and creative in the way that we cope with this transition and adjust to the new reality. It might not all feel like such a huge loss, as we are still connected with a sense of the fundamental aspects of ourselves and of our culture. We might even surprise ourselves reacting with humor and exhilaration when confronted with unexpected, sometimes even embarrassing situations. When we get things wrong, when we're disorientated in the most basic activities like shopping, interpreting a map, finding the right way to do things. In this frame of mind, we're ready to start a process of acculturation, of taking in the best aspects of the new culture, being enriched by it, in allowing it to blend with what we find most helpful and enhancing from our own background. Though the journey of acculturation implies being confronted with change, with a sense of loss and with many potentially destabilizing uncertainties, moving out of our comfort zone in taking the necessary risks to adjust might become one of the most worthwhile projects we can immerse ourselves into when we are away from home. During the difficult moments of adapting to a new culture, the support of friends and of counselling services can be of great help. 
In counselling, it is possible to engage with the process of understanding one's unique experience of being an international student. Understanding the journey to Oxford, our hopes and fears, what we carry with us and what we have left at home, and accepting and resolving some of the anxieties around change, around difference, around adapting to a new culture and to a new language, will support our ability to interact and communicate with others, to develop, to work effectively, to experience joy and fulfillment. In other words, to create spaces in which we are happy to be changed, to be challenged and to thrive.